When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Our soil is full of microscopic life, including many species of mycorrhizal fungi, which form huge networks through the soil. Many plant species form a symbiosis with these soil fungi, which provide minerals in return for sugars produced by the plant. To broker this trade, the plant and fungus need to actually communicate with each other. But until recently, we didn't know how. Now, with the help of genetics, we are starting to understand the signals that plants use to detect their fungal neighbours. Uta Pashkovsky from Cambridge University told me about her lab's latest findings. What we have found in this paper is a protein, plant protein actually from rice in this case, um, that is central for the perception, for the detection of these fungi in the soil. So this has been a, a big black box for a long time, how we actually are to imagine that the plant sees, if you want, or smells or hears the fungus. And as a sort of surprise, uh, we found uh, a protein that not only is central to this recognition of the fungus, but that is actually quite known already as a protein that mediates smoke detection in plants. So there are a number of plant species that would only, where the seeds would only germinate after bushfires. And in this context, this protein has been well studied. And so it was a big surprise to now find this link between the smoke detection and the fungal detection. So how exactly did you identify this protein as something that was important in this communication, if we already thought it was useful for something else entirely? We started first from a phenomenon, having a plant which can't anymore interact with the fungus. And then we slowly but surely, actually over years, made our way to, to identifying which mutation was actually causing this. And then, then we identified finally the, the gene that encoded this particular protein. So your starting point was a plant which was showing no ability to interact with the fungus whatsoever. And then you investigated the genetics behind that. Why is it important Plants have been around on planet Earth around 450 million years. What we know is that these early land plants, so these were the ones which would have colonized the terrestrial environment first, so soil environment first, and they did not have roots. So roots evolved millions and millions of years later. These early rootless land plants were actually living in association with beneficial fungi. So this has led to the understanding that very likely because of this evolution of this interaction, plants altogether could make the transition from water to land. And not surprisingly then, it's still around in the majority of plant species today. 
At the same token, that means that also most of the crop plants still interact with this fungi and they continue to enhance the mineral nutrition of the plants. By making these interactions work better, can facilitate them happening more, you'll be able to get plants to grow better. And in a crop situation, that means that we get more food. So having said that, uh, one of the aspects that we, are, we and others are interested in is to estimate the potential of the symbiosis to be implemented into sustainable agricultural practices as biofertilizers and evaluate strategies that could possibly enable us to do so over the next five to ten years.